Yes, you guessed it. The three readings of sacred scripture for our Mass this morning from the book of Genesis, the letter of Paul to the Colossians, and the Gospel according to Luke want to focus our attention on prayer. Maybe in the back of our minds right now, we might be asking ourselves after how many years of, let's say, prayer coming to Mass, or in the privacy of my own mind and heart, I pray, what new ground can be covered? And sometimes we want to just seek something new, but like with so many things in life, there's time for a review or a time for reinforcement. One reason then why prayer is on this Sunday in ordinary time. You've heard more than once that the Sunday readings are on a three-year cycle. So it was in the year 2019, on the 17th Sunday in ordinary time, that we heard Genesis, Colossians, and Luke on the theme of prayer. Imagine all of what we all have gone through in life since 2019. No need to elaborate on that. But sometimes uh, there's some collateral damage in that when it comes to prayer, when it seems that we're up against it and we wonder if God is listening. And are we honest enough to admit that maybe God doesn't answer prayer uh, according to my agenda? However true and honest and right, I think my agenda is in a very interesting world. So it's not melodrama or anything like that, that it would be like a clarion call on the Sunday to say, I'm going to take a little time, and for something as personal as prayer, I'm going to kind of review how I carry out this very important side of my life. So, thanks to our opening hymn that already alerted us to the Lord's Prayer, and yes, the Lord's Prayer, the rendition in Luke, is a little different from when we get in Matthew, but it basically covers the same ground, if you will. It's when there are a group of people who desire to learn how to pray, as John's disciples wanted to know, that the Lord gives the Our Father, the Our Father as a model, a paradigm, a template on how to pray. It gets us started and uncovers a lot of essentials in religion. And down through history of all portions of Scripture, uh, the selection on Our Father gets a great deal of commentary. 
And so that would take an awful long time, but the first few sentences of the Our Father to bring those to our attention this morning. First of all, it starts out as Our Father who art in heaven. When you think about that for a moment, isn't our prayer quite often, we all have to speak for ourselves, focused more on the Son of God? Because after all, if you look at the whole New Testament, the vast majority of the New Testament is about the life, the times, the teaching, the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus is the one, the Son of God, who is more visible to us, who is the full revelation of the Father, but it's still this Jesus who several times in the New Testament would say, in the, the quiet of my own mind and heart, I pray to my Heavenly Father. I have come not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. So it's Jesus who says in prayer, I want to lead you to your heavenly Father. And perhaps it's the Holy Spirit who is mentioned at the end of this gospel passage. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amazing to be on that wavelength when we say, uh, but I also want to pray for job security, personal health, safety of family, um, the good of our country, the good of our church, etc., etc. But then Jesus would say, do we ever pray for the guidance and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst? So, there are sides of the Our Father as that model, that template, that paradigm that are well worth reviewing this time around since 2019. St. Ambrose of Milano, a contemporary of St. Augustine, when he was commenting on the Our Father said, I wonder what the word hallowed mean. Hallowed me be thy name. And the answer, he says, is to sanctify. I want to sanctify and acknowledge the holiness of God the Father. And I want God the Father through his divine Son and their Holy Spirit to come into my mind and my heart this day. God, the invitation is there. Come to me. And as you come to me, may we engage in a conversation where I will try to be patient enough to listen to what you have to say to me, God, as you are very patient, as in the scriptures today, with people who ask for things and out of a strong sense of perseverance. But that we want to engage the divine, and that engagement is a conversation called prayer. So it is with Abraham, who was, in a sense, relentless, 
And it might have been a little tedious to hear that opening passage, but something to set about remaining steadfast in prayer. And as often happens, sometimes it's easy to kind of glide over the second reading because it's Paul and it tends to be a little more abstract. But Paul is saying to his audience and to us, you are all baptized people. And do you ever really acknowledge and address that baptismal character that is in everyone's mind, heart, and soul? Because that baptismal character helps with our communion, our conversation with God. So, three, once again, carefully selected scripture and passages to remind us and to encourage us to review and deepen our own sense of prayer as Catholics, 